Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new little fun bevy. A new fun bevy every week. And this week I'm really excited because we did an episode on the alternative of this. And Um, then we had to rewind it and do the positive. Yes. So we are talking how to build new habits with Shelby Sacco. Yes. Well, because I think when we did the bad habits episode, we're like, we got to figure out how how to to do do good. Yeah, we did an episode on how to break bad habits. We were like, wait, we got to do one on how to build good ones. But (laughs) we needed a profesh. (laughs) Exactly. And so we're going to be talking to Shelby about common habits that people want to adopt, how to habit stack, and how to build a life that works for you rather than against you. And I also think it's a great time of year. It's kind of the end of the year. People are thinking about the new year, yeah. what they want to do, what habits they want to adopt. I know I certainly am. And so I'm excited to have Shelby on. Me too. So now what are we drinking this episode? Okay, this is a fancy little thing I found at Whole Foods called Belvoir Farm Organic Elderflower and Rose Lemonade. <gasps> Oh, wow. I love a lemonade. It says it's a sparkling soft drink made with hand-picked elderflowers and extract of rose. We're really in the creative beverage space right now. I know. It looks like a wine bottle, but it's not. It, yeah, it does. It actually I, looks like like a liqueur bottle or yeah. something. Like it's a margarita mix or something. I brought my little paper cups that I have from my Halloween party. Oh, it's very fragrant. Ooh. I think it's the elder. Elderflower? Yeah, smell it. Oh, you know what it smells like? Well, that makes sense because it's like rose. Lychee. You know, like oh. lychee. Isn't it? Lychee? 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 Lychee, the fruit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it smell like it? I don't know what it smells like. Oh. It smells like this. Oh, wow. Wowza. We'll circle back on it. You guys, I'm a little west this morning because I was half an hour late to recording. She, but you thought it was a whole different time. I, that is true. And yes. I was dressed and completely ready when Natalie was like, hey, uh, she texted me parking. And I thought, the Because I was five minutes late. So well, I yeah. thought she was here. And I was like, just so she you was know. like parking. And I said, I wrote, what? <laughs> and I said, and I just put on my little coat and I ran over here. So I feel a little... A little west. Oh, you know why? Okay, because I had said that I um I had a really bad low blood sugar this morning. Yeah. So I was like, but I don't have time to like get ready, so I'm gonna look like shit basically. Yes. So then, then I thought you would be here earlier, and that you would think, oh, she's gonna be late. So that's why I was like, I'm parking. I'm here. Like, don't Thank worry. God, you. If you didn't text me that, you would have been sitting here 15, 20 minutes, like. Like, and then I would have arrived. So we're here. We're here. I'm here. We've done it. I maybe I can ask Shelby about building a better habit. It wasn't okay. really a habit thing. It was. It was. It was truly just a sheer. No, for me, my thing is always my habit with time is that I just I need to figure it out. I need to figure out time so that I leave and never am five minutes late, which I always am. Um, you know what it is that I realize I parking. It's parking. Par- yeah. You have to account for parking and walking in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've learned you can't arrive, and because I used to do this, you can't arrive at the time the thing starts at. You actually have to plan to get there six to seven minutes before that so you can park, especially in L.A., and then, like, walk in, be lost. Always a lot of time for being lost. 
Well, also, like, <laughs> even if I put in my navigation and it says, like, oh, you'll be there five minutes early. I'm like, great. Okay. By the time you get there and a park, few, a few red lights later. I'm five minutes late. And I I'm like, totally how did get we it. get here? I totally get it. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Shelby will have the, the keys. <sighs> <sighs> I hope so, because I need the help. Should we introduce her before we bring her on? Yes. Okay. So Shelby Sacco, she's the host of the podcast Sad to Savage, and she is obsessed with teaching all things healthy habits and routines. You might have seen her on TikTok. You might have picked up a, a tip or two. She's got almost a million followers on there. Good for her. And she does not gatekeep I any love her of TikTok. the tips. I love her TikTok. Oh, I know. I really stalked them and I was like, oh, let me take notes. She also has a six weeks course called Sad to Savage. And she's a business owner of a new daily greens company called Memory. Your Memory. Your Memory. Wow. Okay. Well, let's bring on Shelby. Hello, Shelby. Shelby. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. We're so excited to have you on. We actually did an episode in the past on bad habits, but then we realized, okay, we're going to have to do a like how to create good habits episode and we need an expert on. And so we were so happy when we found you. Oh, I love that. I love talking about bad habits and how to change them into good habits. Yeah. I can offer a good, prescript, a good perspective. Yeah. yeah. And also, this is kind of the time of the year I feel like it's the end of the year. People start thinking about the new year and like what they want to achieve and like what habits they want to adopt in this new year. So I'm curious, what are some habits that you see most people want to adopt in like a new year? Kind of like the most common, I guess, resolutions. I think the most common ones would be like creating a workout habit. Yeah. yeah. Or healthy eating habits. But I think where people go wrong is we have this view of like zero to 100. Like we want to change our lives and we have to change everything completely person. But those big things that we want are like an end goal. And we always forget about like the journey of working towards that goal. Like people saying they want to wake up earlier or all these big things that people want Working in small little ways and changing habits accordingly is how people actually will find success with those big goals. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. I guess like your resolution list is often like, yeah, a goal. And what you have to do with the goal is break it down into habits. Chip away at it. Yeah. Because habits get you to your goal. And so you're like, oh, I want to, you know, get stronger this year. You're not going to get stronger overnight. You have to start with like small steps. It's just like getting up earlier so you can go to the gym if you want or whatever. It's not, yeah, can't change overnight. Well, I also think that's like the trap that people get caught in with New Year's resolutions. Is like, they're like, tomorrow I'm a new person. And then it's like, you're going to burn out in three days. Yeah. (laughs) People really overwhelm themselves or create a situation where they can't win, right? Because people want to make lifestyle changes, but you just cannot change your lifestyle overnight. It is that gradual getting into it and slowly learning. Yeah. And then people get overwhelmed and that's where the failure comes in. And then that negative loop of like, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. And then people give up yeah. when it just didn't work that way. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about your kind of journey into this because this all kind of started in 2020 for you where you kind of have said you've hit like a rock bottom. Didn't like, we all in 2020? Right? Oh my God. <laughs> and then, so what made you kind of jump into 
thinking, I got to make a change and let's figure out how to do this? So in 2020, I was really struggling with my mental and my physical health. And it was really weird for me because I'd never struggled with anxiety. I'd never struggled with depression. I had always been a really, really happy person. So I didn't even recognize myself. Mm. And I started getting really dark thoughts. And all while this was happening, I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't get help because that wasn't me. I was like very embarrassed. And I thought that if I talked to people about it, it would look like almost a cry for attention because mm. it was so far from the person I had been in the past. Yeah. And two of my sisters at the time, I'm one of six, they were struggling wow. with anxiety and depression outwardly. So they had gotten diagnosed, they had gotten help, and they were still really struggling. And so when I started having really negative thoughts, I realized these were thoughts my sisters might have been having for like the past couple of years. And that really put everything into perspective for me. And so I decided that I was going to figure out, I didn't know how, I was just like, shoot, I'm going to figure it out, figure out how to save myself. And then in turn, whatever I learn, I'd be teaching my sisters along the way. And so the first thing I did was I was like, okay, people that are really smart read books. Like I've always wanted to be a book girly. And so I picked up a <laughs> book. I, 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 that was my logic. I'm like, oh, people are so smart that read. But I picked up the book, The Power of Habit. And I have this day no idea why I did that. I think I just Googled self-help books and that must have been the first one that popped up. And that book completely changed my life because it said there, all the science was there. It was like, if you do this, if you follow these rules, like you will change your life. Like you will create healthy habits. And I was like, I've got nothing else to lose. I might as well just try it. And so I started basically using that book. I call it like my Bible. The author of it, I wish it was my uncle. I actually think about him all the time. I'm like, I love him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like I'm so my my roommate college had a picture of Drake print out next printed out next to her bed. And I'm like, why don't I do that with him? Then I'm like, wait, that's so weird. <laughs> if I had a picture of him printed out into my bed. Hey, but like I love that. You know, much. It's inspiring for you. <laughs> and I just love him. But I started really, really trusting this man. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God. My life didn't change overnight by any means. But I definitely started slowly feeling better and slowly understanding it. Like for some reason, my brain could really comprehend like what he was saying. And so I started changing my habits slowly. And over the last two years, I've not only changed everything about my life, but really everything from like a mental health perspective to physical health, but I've helped my sisters. And then I, I had taught all this information on Instagram for about a year and a half. And then I went to TikTok which I had, if you go back way back on my TikTok, it's just like spoof videos with my family on vacation. Like I never realized I could use it to teach habits the way I was on Instagram. Right. And I went viral pretty fast. Actually, my first video talking about habits. And since then, I've just been teaching. I've taught millions, now at this point, it's crazy, millions of people how to form healthy habits and routines, which wow. is, I think, so it's so cool. That is so cool. That's awesome that you didn't really know where that journey was going to lead you. And also, I think it's like way to take one of the darkest moments of your life and use it to create a whole new one for yourself. Like had you not had that episode of depression and anxiety, who knows like what would have, you know, where your life would have went. And so I think it's really inspiring that you took something that could have been you know, one of the worst moments of your life and, and used it to create this whole new beautiful life for yourself. I'm curious when you were reading that book, The Power of Habit, what was a habit that you realized you were in that wasn't, or you were doing that wasn't 
healthy for your mental health? Like, what was one of the habits you're like, oh, I got to change this. This is because this is making things worse for me. Oh, my God. There were so many. And it was weird because as I learned about habits, you could I became more aware and I could see them in my life and see where they all were. But the biggest one that took me, I think it took me six months into studying habits to actually realize it within myself and realize how bad it was, was negative, the habit of having negative thoughts and the habit of saying really negative things throughout my day. Mm. So for example, I started picking up on it. Anytime that I would look in the mirror, I'd have a habit of just ripping myself apart, just saying the worst things about my appearance my body, my faith, like everything. Before bed, I would literally compare myself to people on social media, Mm. my life, my body, my job, everything. And I would always just like lay there so sad, creating this horrible habit loop. And so negative thoughts and I guess negative body image, all those things, those negative patterns in our brain are taught, whether we taught them to ourselves, whether we learn them in school, through society, through social media. And it's so crazy how we don't even realize that that is a habit, that way of thinking. And so I started focusing on positive self-talk, positive thoughts. And I did that through two different ways. One, I would write affirmations every single morning. And I felt so weird doing it, but my thoughts were so horrible. And I'm like, okay, this is a pattern. Like I can change this. I thought maybe one day I could wake up and just like, like myself, love myself. I do now. I love myself so much. It's crazy. But I would write out just kind things about myself every single day. And at first I thought it was bullshit. Like I was like, how is this actually going to help though? I just feel weird. I feel like kind of cringy. And so I pretend like I was talking about my sisters and that made it a little easier. And then what happened is I slowly started, your brain's always actively trying to prove itself right. Mm. And so by telling yourself over and over and over, like I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm beautiful. Your brain is actively trying to prove those thoughts right because it's like on repeat. And so I started slowly seeing the shift and it took me a couple months but after a couple of months, I started truly thinking these things about myself because I had told myself them over and over. The other way that I've been doing that too is in those moments. For example, when I would look in the mirror and have those negative thoughts or say those negative things, I would stop and offer the alternative and say, no, I'm very beautiful. I'm very smart. I'm really nice to be around. Just give myself compliments. And then slowly looking in the mirror did not trigger those really negative, horrible thoughts. Instead, I would think kind, nice things. And it's the same thing with people. With before bed, I will say kind things to myself every night. And I love that. I love I love going to bed. It's so yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's such a nice practice to have at the end of the day. Also, I think when you think of habits, people think of things we were saying at the top, right? Like exercising, eating well, going sleep to bed, patterns. sleep. and But like also your thoughts are a habit like that you fall into. And it is something that we should all be prioritizing is like how we're talking about ourselves. Like I would love to make that one of my... New Year's resolutions. Like, I just want to, like, speak kinder to myself and then, like, implement those actionable steps. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. I think people don't consider those more, like, esoteric things as habits, right? But you actually have the step-by-step scientific knowledge on how we actually do this, right? Like, how to actually create the habit. Yes. So there's a couple different ways that people teach I, because I'm so loyal to the power of habits and Charles Dung, my favorite person ever, that's the guy who's going to print out <laughs> next month. He, I think he, he should, teaches it with three. <laughs> I honestly might. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that I haven't. I'm surprised. I might honestly do it. But he teaches the habit loop three steps. And so in the habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward. And it follows this cycle over and over until you eventually form a habit. Now, a cue can really be anything. It's an event or a time that triggers a habit to happen. 
then the routine is the actual habitual behavior. And the reward is either the happiness chemicals you get in your brain, the feeling you get, the actual physical item that you get. In a habit loop, the cue and the reward are actually what's super important, not the habitual behavior. Because when you have a cue, when something's going to trigger a habit loop, you get a taste of the reward. And it's almost like this force where you have to go through with the habit because your brain tasted the reward and it knows if it does that next step, it will get the full reward, which is kind of crazy. But when you look at it that way, you can actually replace the routine, which is the habitual behavior, because your brain isn't craving the routine, it's craving the reward. Mm-hmm. It has just learned that if it does that routine, it will get it. So that's kind of when you look at habits. So for example, my negative self-talk habit, where I would look in the mirror, say horrible things, my reward in that situation. Oh wait, so my cue would be looking in the mirror. My routine would be horrible self-talk. And then my reward was actually anxiety. And it's weird because anxiety I was gonna doesn't ask seem like about it's a reward, that right? With, with a negative habit, right? Like the reward isn't something that's positive. Right. And I'll give another example after this, but the reward being anxiety. Because when we're in a state of anxiety, we're overthinking, right? And we're like thinking of all these solutions and we're just stuck. When I would say horrible things to myself and I'd give myself horrible anxiety, I would think that because I was thinking about it, because I was being so mean to myself about it, I was going to change those things. Whether it was I was going to force myself to stop eating so that I would look skinnier and I'd like my body, or which is a horrible way of thinking, but that was what was in my head. Or saying things like, oh, I could get a nose job. I could get this. I could get that, right? That anxious, those thoughts where I was coming up with little solutions, that wasn't an actual reward. That was just my brain kind of tricking me. But every single time I would look in the mirror, it would follow that habit loop. So I would honestly feel a little bit better because I could think of all these things that I could do to make myself not hate my appearance. Right. Oh, wow. Another example is, and this is one that I teach in my six-week class, but it's really crazy to look at it this way, is when people struggle with binge eating. So I struggled with the form of binge eating previously. I struggled with the kind of like a roller coaster of disordered eating. But in the habit loop, say your cue is that you feel really stressed or you're anxious, and that triggers the routine of binge eating, the reward in that situation would actually be feeling better from the stress and anxiety in the cue. Now, that binge eating might cause you to feel really shitty and really horrible, but that habit loop, the cue of feeling stressed and anxious is attached to the reward, right? So that binge eating is actually making you feel better. It's solving that problem. But what's crazy about that is, remember I said the cue and the reward are linked and you can replace the routine? People look at a habit of like binge eating and they try to solve like the biggest issue. When in reality, if we looked at it from the stress and the anxiety that they're feeling, there are other things that we can do that will still give you that reward of not feeling stressed and not feeling anxious. A lot of the times with that, what I will suggest is calling a friend, calling a parent, going on a walk, stretching, like anything that will relieve stress or anxiety. Mm. And when you look at it like that and you can put whatever habit you're struggling with or whatever you're struggling with into a habit loop, it kind of helps you zoom out and see from a different perspective. Like, oh, the problem is I'm stressed and I'm anxious. What is something else I can do to help me relieve that? Yeah. Well, what we learned in our episode when we were talking about bad habits is that even if it's a bad habit, it was started with some sort of like good intention, right? And like the common example, smoking. So like you're stressed out, you start smoking and like that temporarily relieves it, but you know, then you just get into that habit, even if the problem has been solved, but now you're still just like in the loop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What an interesting perspective. I've never heard it like that oh, way. Wow. Oh, okay. Hey. 
That was our own. We just our own research. We, I love that. You talk about something too called habit stacking. What is, oh, yeah. that? What is and, that? And how does it make creating new habits easier? So there's a couple ways that habit stacking is taught. The specific way that I like that I think people are able to like implement in their life is when you take something that you have to do and then you pair it with something that you get to do. So for example, the things that we have to do throughout the day, like clean up, drive to work, put away dishes, tidy up different spaces, all those things we have to do. Put away laundry. It's my worst chore. I hate oh my God. God. We both hate laundry. I, I have a pile on my bed as we speak that I'm just like, okay, God, I'm I don't want to do this. Oh, she's going to help us. Oh, yay, yay. Thank you. <sighs> so what, what you do is you pair all those tasks with something almost fun, something attractive. So for example, listening to an audiobook, listening to a podcast, calling a parent or a friend, watching TikToks. There was a time frame in my life where I would go to my apartment gym and walk on the treadmill and I would watch either an hour of Law, wait, law and Order or I would watch TikToks for an hour. And that's habit stacking because you're taking something you have to do, something you want to do. So what I'll teach is always saying, like, pick one thing in your day that you can habit stack, like when you're driving to work. And a lot of people habit stack without realizing it. But then once you kind of bring up the point of it, it's like, oh, my God, you can see it in so many different areas. Like for laundry, I find a really good book, like a storybook, not something that I'm learning from, something that I can kind of zone out with. And I'll get really into it and then play it while I'm doing laundry. And then I look forward to it and I get so like consumed in the book. I don't even notice I'm doing like my fourth load of laundry that day. So would you say to like keep that habit for the, I guess. Keep that like reward for that habit. For that habit. So like you only listen to that audiobook when you're doing laundry? Okay. So that's a really good question too. Okay. I do it for me personally. I do it like when I go grocery shopping, I only have one book that I listen to grocery shopping. And it's so, it's 101 essays that'll change the way you think. I love that book. And it's such a like feel good thing. I always feel so good when I'm listening to it. So I only listen to it at the grocery store because then I like going grocery shopping. But I think in other habits, I'll look at it differently. Like I'll always have a book, like a, a good story book. So I can listen to it doing laundry. I can listen to it while I'm cleaning, whenever I want to get distracted. Yeah. But I do think that it's good to pick certain things too with certain habit stacks. Yeah. I feel like if I watch one show while I'm doing laundry, then I'll actually want to do laundry. Right. Like, well, I want to watch the next episode and I, I have to fold laundry to do that. I have so much laundry right now. Oh I God, know. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Okay. So we've got habit stacking. We've got how to do it. What about when, again, it's going to be the new year. People are going to jump into a new thing. How do we not self-sabotage two weeks in? Like, how do we continuously do it? How do we keep going? Okay, that's a good question. So when we set these new goals or these new things that we want to do, we want to stop and say, okay, what can actually be sustainable for life? Like, what is something I can genuinely wake up every single day and do? For example, when I started building habits, I wanted to build the habit of working out every single day. And I had done sports in the past. Like, I did cheerleading in college. So I had like seven days a week of a sport and I went to absolutely nothing after college. And so when I was getting back into it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start by just walking Monday through Friday for like 10, 15 minutes every day, right? Because my goal was a workout habit, but I knew that I couldn't just all of a sudden go to the gym, work out for an hour, five days a week. My body would not do okay doing it. It wouldn't be realistic and it wouldn't be sustainable. And so every day I would just walk for a little bit until I could build that habit where my brain knew, my body knew that's what I was doing during that time. Every day I was doing that task. And then slowly over the course of 
I would say a few months, then I started getting into longer walks and more workouts. And now if you fast forward and I'm two years out and I consistently work out five days a week doing strength training, sometimes six days a week, but I found this thing that works really well for me. And I created this habit that's going to be sustainable for life. So I think when it comes to setting these goals for ourselves and not self-sabotaging, it's picking that goal where we want to be and giving ourselves grace to create that habit and to figure out the flow of what is going to be realistic for our life. So if you want to create a workout habit, saying something like, okay, I'm going to get this gym membership and I'm going to go for 20 minutes a day and just walk and feel comfortable, get comfortable in that environment. Mm -hmm. And you build that habit of getting holding yourself accountable and getting out the door and getting to the gym without that extra stress and thoughts of like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or like, oh my, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this right now. Right? It's like making it attractive and making it something you actually can do and then building from there. Yeah. I feel like the takeaway that I keep hearing is like, one, it's like we, we're not striving for perfection here and we're not striving for extremes here. So like not right. going from zero to 100 and then also not trying to be at your end goal, you know, being perfect in whatever that goal is yet and just like working towards it. And part of even the goal is just the journey of the goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like just walking yes. and all of that. Because you're, I mean, I don't know. Certain goals you do for, for sure get to, like you can look at a scale or whatever and you're like, oh, I'm, I hit my goal. But a lot of them I think are just like lifestyle changes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even it for really me. Is. Yeah. Like right now I was thinking today, I used to walk every morning for like 45 minutes. But my dog, he's like kind of getting older now, so we don't walk as long. So I stopped walking as long. But I'm like, I want to get back into that, you know? Yeah. And there's not there's not like so, an end. It's just that I want to keep doing that, but yeah. I just don't. <laughs> you should create. So I do this with my cats. I take them in a cat, a little cat stroller. But I never <laughs> walk as long when I have the stroller because they start getting antsy. Yeah. And so I started going a route where I'd walk like 10, 15 minutes with them, take them home, left them in the house. And then I knew I was already going back out on a second walk. Uh -huh. And for some reason, like telling myself that and planning for that and having that intention helped so much because I really did experience the same thing. Yeah. Where I'd be like, oh, we're done with our walk today. But I'm like, I usually walk two miles more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have a question for, for people who work from home or are entrepreneurs or creatives. I think what you have to be really mindful of is like time management and productivity. Do you have any tips for how we can use our time more wisely for people who... Um, maybe don't have that like traditional nine to five schedule? Are there any like habits that maybe even you use? That's a good question. So one thing that I do every single day that sets me up for success without fail is before bed, I will always sit and I will visualize step-by-step step my day for tomorrow. Whether it's a, I have a call, whether it's I have a workout planned. My morning routine is pretty consistent, but I will still sit and go through and say, okay, I'm going to work out at this time, going on a walk coming home. I know I have a call at 10. I have this. And when I run through it in my brain, it's so familiar that I'm able to basically wake up, structure my day around those things that I have. I know that I have those things coming up and it helps me be more like hold myself accountable in that aspect. I think that's a really great one. But something that changed my life was creating a morning routine. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, because not only do I have time for myself and I went from, I, I had a morning routine while I was working a nine to five and then while now where I, I own two businesses now, I work for myself and I technically, I say I have four jobs, but I have this morning routine that stayed so consistent throughout every phase in my life because it helps me be the ver best version of me, the person I want to show up as. Because in that morning routine, 
not only do I have time to do things that I want to get done, but I'm also putting myself first before my work. Mm -hmm. And then it helps me not burn out and not feel kind of crazy. Like all I'm doing is working or, oh, I never have time to put away the dishes or I don't get overwhelmed because I built that into my morning routine, Mm -hmm. almost like a consistent thing. But one thing that I think will be really helpful for anyone that works from home when it comes to procrastinating or, or time management is I want everyone to stop and like think about what their negative habit is or where they might struggle, whether it's going on their phone and getting distracted too long or if tasks around the house, like they work from home and if their house is dirty, that distracts them. Whatever their kind of negative is, think that through and think about the habit, the habit loop surrounding it. So for example, and that might sound confusing, but for example, if I was procrastinating or I felt like I was procrastinating as my cue and my routine is picking up my phone and then my reward would be, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I just blew an hour and I'm like stressed doing work. Instead, what I could do is I feel myself wanting to procrastinate and change that routine. What I do personally is I go out, I have a balcony off my room and I go on my balcony and I don't bring the phone and I just sit out there. Sometimes I'll sit there for 10 minutes, sometimes two minutes. It really doesn't matter. And I'll just breathe. And sometimes that's all I need opposed to the hour going on my phone. But just changing that routine has been so helpful. Another thing is I realized that I could never focus. I would stop doing my work and I'd start doing house tasks. Like everything just seemed more important. That is me. Right? what I realized was I could not work in a messy, in a messy, well, my, my master bedroom is my office now, but I could not work in this room when it was messy. Yeah. And so I would drop everything, spend an hour cleaning and then be like, oh, I just procrastinated for an hour. But what I learned was it wasn't actually me procrastinating. It's the fact that I truly cannot function and work in a messy environment. So to change that and not take away from my working hours so I can be productive during the day, what I did was I built into my nighttime routine before bed, just tidying up my space. And so that doesn't mean every single thing around my house is done, but I know my office is clean, my bathroom counter is clean, whatever tasks I have, I'm aware of, and I can use those tasks as productive breaks. That's another thing I want to touch on for working from home, which I do this at least twice a day, whenever I feel like I need a small win. Like I'm working on something for a long time and I want to almost give myself like a brain boost Mm -hmm. and like a, uh, oh, you did something really good. I do a small task, like something that will take me like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And for example, sometimes I'll just go and like empty all the trash cans around my house. Or if I have clothes laying out, I'll just hang them back up or go through like one drawer in my dresser. And that small task not only makes me say like, oh, I have a small win. I'm more likely to go do work and have another small win. But I also feel really good. Like I'm not only in one bucket of like only a business person today. I'm like kind of spread out and I'm managing things on not a zero to a hundred mindset. Where I, right. I end up not having to like spend a whole day cleaning my entire house because I'm doing all these things gradually. Yeah. It's balanced. Yeah. You've like yeah, managed. Yeah, very balanced. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that you're talking about like having your house clean and stuff because one thing that drives me so insane about <laughs> myself is that at the end of the day, I've got the dishes that I used that day in the sink and I'm like, I don't want to wash these and put them away. I just don't. But I was stalking you on TikTok. And you had mentioned something about rewarding yourself if you do something, like getting yourself a little item. So you do the habit for like a week and then you get a little treat or whatever. So I've been doing that for like three weeks. And I swear, every single day, my dishes, I've been doing them as I use them. And now at the end of the day, they're not in my sink. And I now have two new lip glosses. I was going to say, what's your treat? Two new lip glosses. (laughs) That is amazing. Yeah. I, I love that. And and that's what's so cool about that is when you're when you create a habit, you have that reward. And sometimes it's things like anxiety, but sometimes it's good things. Like um cleaning your room 
and having your mom be really proud of you. Like that'd be a reward, right? Mm -hmm. So in that situation, your reward is like a clean house, a clean space, feeling good. But when you give yourself that actual physical reward to think about, you have something that you're almost working towards where you can't always see the reward of oh, a clean, or the actual how big of a, a reward that is, like a clean yeah. house, making you feel better during the day, right? And it just like ripples. Yeah. But when you have that physical reward to work towards, it's like, oh my gosh, it makes it so much easier to form that habit. Yeah. It's like a little hack. Yes. Yeah. So if people are on your TikTok, they're scrolling, they're stalking, they're doing all the things. You have that, but you also have a whole course. It's like sad to savage. It's a, is it six, six week can course? You, yeah. Tell us about it. So I, I created this course actually before I ever went viral on TikTok. Because I oh, knew wow. I wanted to be in this space. Like, I I knew I, I could understand habits in a different way. I am obsessed with them. So I've, like, read everything, anything. And so I created this class where over six weeks, we go through basically changing your life in a slow and steady, sustainable way. So we learn things like waking up earlier, self-love, nutrition and fitness habits, how to form a morning and nighttime routine. We go over the four quadrants, which are your heart set, soul set, health set, and mindset. And go over things like unhealthy and healthy relationships, communication, habits around all of those areas, anxiety, go over how to create healthy habits on the weekend, like cleaning habits, grocery shopping habits, drinking habits. And then we go through on week six, basically planning out our plan B and next steps. So we set our goals and then we set the small ways that we're going to change our habits to reach those goals. But then we also discuss our plan B, which is basically like things, big life events typically throw you off your habits. Mm -hmm. For example, yeah. moving, a death in the family, a breakup, those are a long vacation. Those things really like kind of shake you a little bit. So we plan for when we have the situations, here's our step-by-step -step guide of what we're going to do or how we can get back to our habits. So my class is like my favorite thing ever. I've taught 13. I'm on session 13 right now. And I've had over like 500 students. It's been amazing. Wow. It really is my favorite thing. That's amazing. I'm like, do we sign I'm like, up I really this? would love to do this. I know. How do you, is it like- I have um, a class. I have one starting on the 2nd. I'm, I have two going right now, but one starting on January 2nd too. Oh. Do we do it? I know. <laughs> I know. So how do you, how do you run it? Is it like a live thing or for our listeners, if they live in different time zones or whatever? It's always, so I do a one, once a week Zoom call and it's an hour and a half, but we also have a Facebook group and a group me. And I also am really aware that life's not consistent. So people might not consistently be able to make those classes. So every single week after class, the Zoom's uploaded. So anyone in a different time zone or anyone that has something like maybe like a friend's dinner has to work late, that's totally okay. And they just watch the session on their own time. Every week there's homework, but the homework's more just basically holding you accountable. Like here's the habit loops we went over. Here's all the things we discussed, like any questions and we have to turn them in. But usually I have some people that are in different time zones. So like people will be at work on the calls or like it'll be like late there. But if anyone wants to take it who isn't, the time zones don't work out, you have that option of watching the videos. And then also I always say if there's any ever any questions, I'm available in the Facebook group me and over email for any questions to go through. Oh, how Perfect. wonderful. That's Amazing. so awesome. And wait, you have another company too because you're oh, the yeah. co-owner of your mem memoir. Memoir? Memory. Memory. It's funny because oh. <laughs> memory. Oh, that everyone, okay. everyone thinks it's me more, but it, it's I thought the same thing actually when I started when I started talking to them. I was like, oh, me more. I love that. They're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but because the products for your brain got nutrition, 
it's memory based off the brain. That makes sense. But they just had to spell it different. Right. But So I just became a co-owner of memory. I've been working with them since April. And I haven't been able to like announce anything because it's been like a long process of basically becoming a co-owner. But I am so proud to be associated with the company. Like I'm, I'm an associate. I'm a co-owner. But it's so cool that it's like my company. Wait, can you explain it? We, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, can you explain it to our listeners? We create products for brain gut nutrition. And so things that help with like literally focusing throughout the day, your memory. And the reason, the why behind the creation of the product is my business partner, Erica, has on both sides of her family, dementia and Alzheimer's. And she learned that she was really, really high risk. And then she started studying it more and learned that basically only 2% of all cases is actually hereditary mm-hmm. and the rest is lifestyle. And wow. it's something you can literally prevent. And how you prevent it, it acts onsets. 20 to 30 years sooner before it shows up in your brain. And so how you prevent it is with brain health. So there were no products on the market that were like products for your brain. Like five-hour energy is a brain health product. And it's like, what? That's not a brain health. (laughs) And so there was nothing, right? There's nothing. Actually, the five-hour energy guy lives like down the street from me. I'm like, hey. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But she started creating this whole food blend for her and her kids because she knew she was high risk and she wanted to start now. And so there was nothing on the market. And her husband basically was like, oh, should we should we make this company? And I know them from home. And so when they started creating it, I started trying it. And then basically we had like a bunch of conversations about me working with them because I was like, this is insane. Like, this is actually an amazing product. And I'm brilliant. I'm like, I know this is me. I want to drink this every single day. In fact, I have since April. And so I'm like, that is something that's actually good for people, that people can create a healthy habit around. This product, our greens products, a full serving of greens. Did you guys know there's not other products in the market that are actually a full serving of greens? I just started like, not started, but there's a lot. So it's kind of tricky because I don't want to be, I guess for lack of better words, like an asshole and be like, (laughs) oh, here's all this company's secrets. Like, because reading the label and like understanding the ingredients from like a greens perspective is is super special to me now that I study it and now that I'm in the industry so I can understand it from a completely different perspective and it is crazy I wanted to start I I might do it like a little like TikTok campaign just being like oh and not naming names but being like here's this label here's what a lot of people promote I don't think that they realize that it's not a good product but here's why it's not a good product Mm -hmm. like I just did I just broke down what I want to make a video on and it's a greens product that only has 16.4 percent of greens in the entire product and 86% is random other things. And it's crazy because people don't know that. Right. So I'm, I'm like going on a tangent, but I, <laughs> this, this product is amazing. And I'm so happy that I get to be a part of it because it is so good for your brain health and just health overall. But I just started, I guess my, this is my second business, but I'm definitely in my business girl era. I was like laying in bed the other day talking to my boyfriend and I'm trying to get him to agree to basically if this company hits a certain number in sales, him basically like writing out that we can get pregnant because I want a baby so bad. <laughs> I, I want one so bad. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Oh my God, He's that. just taking his time. <laughs> I love everything that you're doing. And I yes. think it's, it's coming from such a pure place and you can tell how much you really love it. And so we're going to link everything you're doing in our show notes for our listeners so they can connect with you. They can find you, watch your TikToks, take the course, drink your memory. memory. There and, you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much for your time. Like, seriously, this has been so enlightening for us. Yeah. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I love getting to talk to you guys. We'll, we'll catch up with you when we have our new habits in or, 2023. Or in, or in the course. Or in the course. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Thanks, Shelby. Thank you. 
Thank you guys so much. love her she has such good vibes I good know. energy she made me feel very calm because i came into this episode kind of chaotic she it's just so funny because it's like she has such a love for such a niche topic i love her love for it. that's what yes. i was saying i was like you can tell that you love this like genuinely and she also it. like really does want to like help people yeah i just love when you because i feel like i do this <laughs> my own horn. I feel like I do this. But when you go through something hard and you had to learn the hard way and then you, your goal is to just make it easier for other yeah. people. Like, I think that's why I talk about anxiety and, and depression and all that stuff because I'm like, God, when I had to go through it, this fucking sucks. Yes. And she did the same way. She was like, you know, I was in a hard place and I learned all these new habits and then I just wanted to like gift that to somebody else. Yes. Love it. It was so sweet too. Just like, you can tell how much she loves her sisters. I and know. How she, she said that multiple times. I know. And she was like, you know, I wanted to like figure it out so I could help them. <sighs> Stop. I'm going to start crying. And then she started helping everybody else. Stop. And Stop. she's true. She's so genuinely like, she is not gatekeeping. She's no. like, let me help you. Yeah. Even in our questions. You she know wasn't what? like, go watch my TikTok. She right. Like, let me tell you right now. Right. The other the thing I want to... <laughs> I kind of want to like get a picture of that dude and frame it and send it to her as a oh gift my from God. us. That would be kind of maybe we should. It is that time of year. I know. I'm like, hey, maybe we'll send her a little picture That's of the man. Really cute. Isn't that funny? Yeah. She really like. I think she genuinely really does want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, now wait. Let's circle back on the. Fun drink. Actually, can you pour me a little yes. bit more on the fun drink? Okay, Belvoir. B-E-L-V-O-I-R. I would say, say Belvoir. No, Belvoir. Belvoir. Yeah. Organic elderflower and rose lemonade. This came from Ho Foods. Voir in French is to see, so I'm curious if it has anything to do with that. Belvoir. Beautiful view? I don't know. It says, Belle. at Belvoir Farm, we've been helping nature do its thing since 1984. Right? Voir is to see. Oh, hold on. Voir, French. They're from Leicestershire? Let's I don't know. Sure. Oh, it's from the UK. Okay, well, let's <gasps> reveal our... Oh, wait, sorry. Speaking of the UK, I just have to tell you this really quick. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got a DM today from a UK listener. And she was like... She's DM'd me before. She's yeah. great. I love her. She's like, I love this episode, blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, I love you both, but the accents are shocking. <laughs> what accents? <laughs> Whenever we do a British accent. No, that's our, fun, <laughs> that's our funny British accent. Yes, and she's like... And I said, listen... She's like, whenever you guys do the accents, it's shocking. And then you know she ended it. You know, you know how she ended it. X. You know how British people always end everything with X? Yeah. I love it. I laughed out loud. I was like, I love this girl. That's my bad. Okay, I'm done. Okay, so let's introduce our hottie of the week. Who is also British. British. Is a British British guy. Beckinsale. Um, she is, we picked her because I guess she, I think she has healthy habits, yeah. but we couldn't, I, we didn't write it down. We didn't write down what it was, but we did look, we looked it up. I was don't it remember. A, was it a morning routine or something? No, it was like food. She was like, I just like eat whatever the fuck I want. And that's the habit I'm in. Oh yeah. I can't really remember, but Love you know what? Her. We don't she know what it was. She doesn't really need a reason because she's no. beautiful and fabulous. And, and I'm British. And British. British. So one to Kate Beckinsale, what are you feeling for this Belvoir? I'll give it a Kate. I think it's a Kate. It's fantastic. I'm, in, I'm actually going to go get that. No, it's really, really good. 
it's you guys. It's, it's so refreshing. It is so refreshing. It is just like I think lemonade might throw people that's like super sugary and like it's not gross. No, it's and it's like, not. It's, it's oh light. It's not. The other thing that I think could throw people is it's a sparkling soft drink, which makes it sound like it's, like, really carbonated. It's not. It's, like, a light bubble. This is, like, I'm going to go get this tonight. It is so good. So if you're a non-alcoholic girly, amazing as it is. If you're an alcoholic girly, you could definitely turn this into some sort of little cocktail. Yeah. I highly recommend Kate out of Kate. Kate It's linked in the show notes if you want to pick up a bottle. All right, this is a part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're doing Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Mine yes. is kind of habit-y. Oh, okay. Wow. It's kind of um tailored to you. Well, it's kind of tailored to actually maybe all three of us, me, you, and Shelby. Okay. Would you rather never be able to vacuum again <gasps> or never be able to wipe down a surface again? Okay, do I have to live in these circumstances? Uh-huh. You know, for real, never be able to wipe down a surface. Because with, with the dog, it's... I'm just like, I think that would drive me... Oh, shit, that's going to be so gross. But I guess that's... Not, I, I, I just... I love wiping down a surface. I do too. I love both. I do it every night. I love both. But I just... Something about vacuuming is is my ultimate. It's it's. I love it more than wiping down a surface. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I, I love wiping down a surface more, but I cannot have Zeppelin's hair everywhere. Yeah. Archie doesn't shed that much, but we do get like little, we'll get like a little dust bunny after about mm, two, three days in the corner. But like, I can't imagine never doing that and just living amongst dust bunnies. No. Absolutely not. No. All right. So you would rather never wipe down a counter again. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, yours is holiday themed because we have the holidays coming up. Fun. And I actually want to ask you too because I feel like now I know the answer to this one, but I actually don't know. Okay. Would you rather have Christmas tree tinsel for hair? Oh. Or have fingernails that light up like Christmas lights? Oh, I would love to have both. (laughs) Ooh, tinsel hair or light up nails? (sighs) I guess light up nails. Light up nails. I know. I, I looked at it. I was like. It's got to be light up nails. But tinsel hair would be so much fun. This is also a really interesting Ooh, one. okay. Okay. Would you rather visit the North Pole or visit Bethlehem? Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, so I'm not a Jesus girly. But yes, yeah, so you would be, I'm going to say like go to the North Pole or be in the little manger area. Oh, so it's like a religious uh You would be fair. there for, you know. Jesus's okay, okay. Birth. Oh, okay. So then maybe because like the North Pole, so cold. So cold. And I'm talking about the fictional North Pole. <gasps> oh, the fictional North Pole? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm absolutely going to the North Pole. Santa's workshop. Yeah. That's oh what I'm talking about. my God. Who do you think I am? <laughs> of course I'm going to the North Pole. Okay. I was just wondering. Who's the hot elf in uh what's it? Well, he's not hot, but I I have a No, he was hot. Bernard? Bernard. You I don't know if he's hot anymore. Well, he's, you know, they're coming out, they came out with a new Santa Claus series. Oh, it's a series? Yes, it's a series. And Bernard's back, bitches. Oh my God. No, Bernard was hot. 
He was hot. Okay, good. Oh, but you also like the other elf that's like the little like spy oh, elf. Oh, he's ELF number one. And he goes, <laughs> hang on tight. <laughs> that guy was my sexual awakening. He was like the little emergency elf, you know, when they need him and he runs down the hallway. I was like six years old, like, holy shit. And then he saves him from the top of the um, roof. Uh-huh. And he goes, hold on tight. <laughs> I've got to find the clip. Play the clip. That kid woo, rocked my world. Him and Bernard, I mean, geez. Bernard, Santa Claus was a real but moment. But when you look back at Bernard, like, he was not hot. But he was. But he was. Wait, I'm pulling him up now. No, he was It's just the fact that he had that weird hat with, like, the dreads or whatever it was. <laughs> Bernard was not hot. Oh, God. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Why does he seem hot in my mind? In my mind? He, no, maybe I, it's because he was kind of a rascal, you know? He was kind of like, he, he was a straight shooter. What is up with the <laughs> hat and the little bang? The fuck is that? Oh my God, I just spoiled it for myself. I'm scrolling and I'm going, why does like, there's this old person that keeps coming up. It's Bernard in the new one. Oh, He's very old. No. Very old. Well, I mean, I guess I mean, that, that just means the whole thing because... He, when he was young, Bernard, he was supposed to be like 500 years old. And now he's in the new one and he's... Oh, yeah. He's not the same. So what is he, a thousand years old now? Yeah, but he shouldn't be... He shouldn't look any older. I think they're supposed to look like kids forever. Anyways, that's neither here nor there, you guys. We've gotten off track. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We actually have a similar episode. The episode on how to break bad habits. Oh, yes. Which gets into more of like that habit cycle and all that stuff. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. And you know what I was going to say? We haven't asked for a while. You guys, the holidays are coming up. Give us a little rate and review. <gasps> yeah. Oh, we would love that. That would be like that would be our a gift. ultimate Christmas gift. It really would. Holiday We gift. love reading those. Yeah. And they're not, they don't come in all that often. Yeah. Or if we get a rating, you know. But you don't see the review. We know. love the review. I we love, just got, you know what? Here. We just got one. We always say we're going to read them out. I guess. We never Did we it. get one? Yeah. We got one the other day. It says, oh, fun, good information, and easy to listen to. Oh, I love that. From Pinterest Princess 2. Oh, my God. Pinterest Princess. Let me know what your, uh, what your name is on Pinterest. I'd love to see your boards. Wow. Anyways, you guys, we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. 